Jigs and Bigs is proud to announce we're being supported by Old Glory Outdoors. They're a veteran-owned company that carries fishing and hunting gear. Plus, they're highly active in supporting veteran organizations and charities. Old Glory is an authorized dealer of favorite rods, FX rods, Guggenbaits, X-Zone Lures, Sixth Sense, and many more. There's a brick-and-mortar store located in East Brookfield, Massachusetts, but you can also order online at oldgloryoutdoors.com. They ship anywhere in the lower 48 states or order online and pick up at the store. When you order, use the promo code JIGSANDBIGS and you'll save 10% off your complete order. Plus, you'll help support the show. Make sure to check out the apparel line called OGO Gear while you're there. Old Glory Outdoors believes in the slogan, start them young, to keep kids away from screens and enjoying nature. They've got a full array of live bait too. Check out oldgloryoutdoors.com and use the promo code JIGSANDBIGS, save some money, and gear up now. How we doing? It is Bobby Roast Beef here with a brand new episode of Jigs and Bigs, and uh, we're doing the intro today. This uh, we I've got two guests with me. Well, I mean I've got Sean the Fisherman with me. And we have Seth Frappier from uh, Chronic Trips because we're recapping everything that happened over in the last thirty days for the August Elevated Virtual Fishing Tournament. It was a great time. We all had a blast, uh, gentlemen. How are we today? Good man. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm great. Thanks for being here. Yeah, it's good. I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm on the road to being highly caffeinated, and uh, you know we're gonna edit out. We're gonna we're gonna crank out one hell of a show this week. I think this is really good. I've got uh, uh, a, a locally based, a Western Massachusetts based uh, YouTuber on uh, Aliyah F is uh, is is on as as the guest in the interview portion over in the beef seat. Plus, we've got uh, all kinds of good stuff happening. Let's just go ahead though and jump right in for. Uh, what what happened in this last month? It was an amazing month, I think overall. Uh, I think we all kind of share that opinion that this this month was absolutely fantastic. We saw a lot of entries and uh, brought in some new people, and and we had we had a great time with it. Yeah, absolutely. It was so many fish registered. It was so much action. Yep. And the cool part was is it grows every time. This is only the second tournament we've launched, and it's significantly larger than the last. So we hope it keeps going because. Uh, all of it is to connect people to the outdoors, have some fun competition, win some fun prizes, and plant a bunch of trees, which we doubled from last time in the Amazon. So that's pretty awesome. That's huge. That's I mean, in the course of you know, we're we're we've only gone the two months now that we've been live with this, and and it's seen that kind of growth. That's awesome. Really, really yeah, great. Yeah. Very nice. So Sean, well, thank you everyone. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Everybody who who joined in, and I mean, it's it's easy to get connected for this. And this is just so everybody's on the same page. This is uh, an ongoing bi monthly tournament. So every other month, we will have a tournament up that people can join and have some uh, a, a, an interesting experience fishing wherever you are in the country, whatever kind of water you can fish, whether it's freshwater, saltwater, and uh, we've got a great, interesting, and engaging point system set up to get people set 
get as far as ways to win and how to how to get competitive and and also it's it's multi uh, multi species so it no matter what it is that you're you know necessarily targeting you know you you catch something that's that's not what your target species is in this tournament it could definitely work for you yeah that was that was the biggest component of um when when uh when Seth and I talked over the the June tournament <clears throat> um you know Seth really really accentuated people getting out there and fishing and catching different things and and while the June tournament was an absolute awesome first step, the length thing, you know, we've, we've spoken about numerous times on the show yep. when it comes to saltwater versus freshwater, that's, that's a, that's a steep hill to climb for us freshwater fishermen. So um, yeah. with the point system we put in, we weighted it. And what it really came down to was, uh, was getting out there and catching more species. That, that was it. And for the total points um, with, with Mark Huard, Mark went out there and caught a ton of different species. So again, again, exactly. Again, again he, yeah, that's a good point. Again, <laughs> yep, he, he stole my crown on this one. So Mark had an absolute, uh, an absolute beast of a month. He went out there and caught everything and a lot of big fish of those, everything. So yeah, yeah <laughs> he, know, had a, he, did, a, he did great. And, uh, and Aaron Coleman won it for, you know, I know we, we, we kind of loosely broke this down, with competitors versus kind of can athletes and sponsors and, and, and Aaron Coleman, um, Seth, Aaron Coleman's out on the West coast, correct? Yeah. Yeah. He's out in Northern Cali. Yeah. So he went out there and killed it for saltwater species and, and you know, he did a hell of a job. What else can you say? No, no, he absolutely (laughs) smoked it. Absolutely. Yeah. Congratulations to Aaron. You know, I contacted Sean. I was like, can we allow this guy to take both of them? (laughs) Cause uh, Sean's our manager for the tournament, you know? And he's like, yeah, sure. You know, he earned it. And we're like, awesome. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Aaron, this is what it is. Aaron took that, not only the points, but he had the longest fish in the tournament. So Seth said, well, can we do that? I said, we, he earned it. Why not? You know, yeah. he, he got the biggest fit. I'm not, you know, there's the, you know, we, you know, we know what second place is, right? First loser. Yeah, exactly. So that's a hey, Aaron, Aaron. And you know who the first loser was in this case? I think it was Berkshire Brett actually, but I was a third loser after that. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Cause Brett caught that huge pike um, a couple weeks ago, I think. Right. Yeah. He had a 33 inch pike and then Aaron caught a, let me check. I yeah. think Aaron caught a flounder. Yeah. It was a flounder. Was it a flounder or was it a? Hold on a sec. I'm looking. I'm looking. We need some. We need some waiting music here. Coleman. He got a. Yeah, he got a, a flounder that he put in the any five. That was like, like 34 or something like that. So, yeah, he barely beat Brett, and it was a, it was a, a bang up job by both of them. Yeah. Um. I Brett went out gunning for Pike in that any five, and and he did a great job with it too. So yeah. No, that a lot is- of fun this one. That was a lot of fun. It was it was definitely a lot of fun. And we had some, we had some new anglers that for the first time out, like uh, Wild Bill from Hookshead Hoodlums, first time out, and I had no idea he was such a seasoned cat fisherman. No no idea. Um, and right. you know it was it was great. I, I think I think generally everybody had a, a great time doing it. And I think next month will be even even better. I know we talked about uh, adding in some different categories as far as ways to win, uh, different accolades that you can beat that are pretty interesting. Sean, do you want to go over some of that stuff? Yeah. So so I think the the big thing Seth and I talked about that we're looking at for the next one was um, uh, number one we're we're, we're going to have a, a a division between can athletes and sponsors and competitors. So there'll be separate prizes for each. So this one, we, we started that process, I think. And now we're going to, we're really going to be drawing that line. So it'll be two separate divisions. Um, 
with that being said, and you and I talked about this yesterday with Seth and, and Mark and, and uh, Brock, the rest of the can athletes, we're going to be, oh, I'm going to be uh, putting up on the, the blog on the, uh, on the Jigs and Bigs website, updated standings, probably by the week, but if I can do more, I'll do more um, for October. So it'll be visible, transparent. Everybody will be able to see how they're doing. Whereas this one, I had access to my spreadsheet. No one else did. You know, yep. um, you can see all the all the all the links on the, on the uh, fish donkey site, but you couldn't see the the points and how they were distributed um, once the fish was entered and confirmed. So that's going to be taken care of for the next one. It's going to be pretty good. Um, another thing that we're looking at for standardization, um, and with helping Seth do some judging, he he kind of called me on some uh, some some questionable uh, pictures. You know, something that was maybe missing a, a number or, or on a ruler or maybe a little blurry or whatever. Um, we talked about this again yesterday. We're going to standardize the measuring boards. So yep. I'm going to be looking into um, to getting a hold of some chronic trips, whether it's catch boards, I think was our, our, our primary target, uh, mm-hmm. hog trough, something. So that leads into anybody who wants to be involved in the October. Please check out the, uh, the chronic trips, or the, excuse me, the, the Fish Donkey um, app, after listening to the podcast, because everything should be ready to go for pre-registration. The sooner you register, the sooner uh, we can go ahead and um, and get those boards out to you guys. Because I, I saw what Seth was up against um, with the judging this yeah. this tournament, and it, it was it was you know you don't want to deny somebody a fish and say, hey, look, you, you cut you know the tail's cut off. We can't actually see how long that fish is, even though you know the person's measurement may be close enough. We, we can't do that. It's a contest or our prizes. We got to keep this fair and level. And that's really my priority on yep. this. So, okay. So, so talking about like some of the prizes that uh, some of the prize categories that were going forward um, in the October tournament. So we now have two tournaments for chronic trips under our belts. That means we actually have records. Yeah. So I thought it was kind of neat that we could leave up the old, the records, whatever the record fish was in a category um, from one of the last two tournaments, um, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and just give an example for largemouth bass. There you go. So yeah, what, wh- why wouldn't I? Right. Yeah. So, uh, in the June, uh, the largest largemouth bass turned in, in the largemouth bass category, I gotta be very careful about this was an 18.75. Yeah. Right. And then someone in the last week of the tournament, this, this month, Who turned in 21, turned, I don't know. I don't know. Some, some chode, um, Turned in a, a 21 and a quarter. So now the record for chronic trips in their tournaments is a 21 and a quarter inch largemouth. Somebody beats that, that's worth a prize. So we'll have something waiting in the wings for that. So yep. that should be kind of fun. Um, that weekly longest, that was a, a, a happy, uh, good, happy. That was a, that was a good uh, prize. Uh, Seth liked that. I think the winners oh, yeah. all like that. So we're going we're gonna to keep that. Even though we're not um, going to be doing the tournament totals by length, that'll be another prize. So most length at the end of the tournament. Yeah. Obviously, most most points is the champion, so that'll be that'll be good. Um, and then longest freshwater fish, longest saltwater fish for the whole tournament. So remember, all of these are going to be multiplied by two because there's going to be a sponsors and can athletes, and there's going to be a competitor. So be pretty easy. I think that's pretty freaking awesome, man. I, I think. Uh... 
I think that's going to be pretty amazing. The, the the doing the largest fish of the week as uh, as its own sort of prize is great because it gives you like a little bump, a little bit of a reward at the end of that week without having to wait the whole freaking thing, you know, without having to wait until really like the end of the month. So it's like it gives you a little something to work forward to each and every week. You really get like a big fish. You get a little slightly more closer to instant gratification for that. So that's that's definitely pretty cool. You know, like I said, I I think that, you know, if if you're if you've never tournament fished before in your life, you've maybe you're just like, why why would somebody want to come? compete you know i like to do this for whatever reason this this is a great type of of uh element to join and, and yesterday we had a, a, a little gathering of uh, a bunch of participants people involved with chronic trips and we had we had this awesome conversation about how uh this tournament was not you know super serious this, this tournament is uh, really focused on fun and getting people outdoors enjoying nature kind of reconnecting and, and 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 all that stuff that kind of goes with it and the effect has been huge as, as a matter of fact i want to throw this out there and say this there was something that i happened to miss that that seth shared last night it was a message from teddy forget about getting out and fishing yes. he's never had as much fun doing this and yes and i had initially said like well you know maybe we should start putting the results on the uh on the on the on the, on the blog over at jigsandbigs.com but i think honestly moving forward we got to keep it in the show i think absolutely <laughs> if we're having that type of an effect with with people, you know, I, I think that's absolutely way to go. So, I mean, you know, we've been we've been having a great time with it, and it, that's what this this is really all about. I have spoken to a lot of people, primarily through Instagram, a lot of people that follow us over there, and I've suggested to them, hey, you should really enter and give it a shot. I I couldn't stress that enough. Uh, whether you've tournament fished before or not, this is awesome, and it's a great way to sort of keep things, you know. Keep it, keep it saucy, you know. Keep it kind of interesting, and and like the uh, the suggestion that that Sean has thrown out before about doing tournaments regularly and making those points kind of work for you. And and hey, you you catch a great bass, enter it in multiple tournaments. Why why wouldn't you do that? This is a great little add on if you're doing current, you know, CPR style catch photo release tournaments. It's 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 absolutely amazing. So get on there and, and jump on. Absolutely. If you need a board, we can definitely hook you up. Seth, we got you back, bud. We got you back. Yeah. <laughs> I yep. did acknowledge the uh the lack of um of you being here already, but it's okay. You're back. And if if you drop out, we're just gonna roll with it. It'll be fine. You we cannot hear you though. <laughs> I just let all the listening public know that you would be offering cash prizes for your own from your own bank account for every bluegill turned in. So we're we're good on that. I took care of you, buddy. <laughs> there we go. Can you hear me now? We got you. We got you now. <laughs> all, right. all right, cool. <laughs> now that you said that, we're back. <laughs> and we're back. Oh man. I I, I live for this kind of crap. And no. Oh. Mm. Uh, no, it is it's really, so really I was cool. getting bits and pieces. Oh yeah. Yeah, little bits here and there. We covered a, a, a bunch of stuff. We talked about the the addition of the records and how we've, we're, you know, now now that this is growing and it's actually got, you know, not just participants but records. It, it allows us to kind of have some fun with that, and I think that I, I'm really looking forward to October. Like I I I, yeah. I, I love going I fishing just... in a flannel. You know, <laughs> just like I'm really looking forward to it. And last October, I had a great month, so I'm hoping that that that's something. Yeah, moving on into winter, you know, ice yep. fishing is a whole other breed of people. Oh, yeah. You know, so I'm really interested to see that's there's a giant community there. So definitely, I just want to say real quick, uh, thank you to Jigs and Bigs for helping us 
push this so much and being the top news source for our tournament. And I feel like Dan rather. Yeah. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, and thank you to Sean, our can athlete, who's going to be taken over as tournament director on the next one. And thank you to can athlete Mark and Brock for helping motivate everyone and keep that donkey singing. Yeah. And you know, you guys get the bragging rights in the end, but in, uh, in October, you're going to have your own division to see, uh, what sponsors can do with each other, you know? So Absolutely. that'll be fun. There was, there was something I wanted to mention this last night at the, at the, the, the picnic, but I forgot about it. There was, we were talking about how fish donkey has that alert. Every time there's a new leader on one of the boards, it'll, you'll get that, you know, donkey sound effect, that hee haw kind of sound effect. And there was a moment where I was fishing. This was the last day of the tournament. And I was like, it was a grind. And I I know where I messed up. I got on Instagram and I started talking shit. And I shouldn't have done that because I got skunked while uh, Tim Jacks put, you know, a, a number of fish in the boat. And we're fishing together. And there was one moment, and I didn't even mention it because I just thought it was, it, it didn't even need uh, any kind of acknowledgement at the time. But there was a moment where both of our phones at the same exact time made that donkey sound. We both grabbed our phones and looked at it and went, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and it was at that moment that it dawned on me. I was like, this is really something special. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah. Unreal. Man, that last weekend was nuts. Um, oh, yeah. You know, naming off so many names that they were just like, all of a sudden, bam, 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 you know, nonstop. So cool. No, absolutely. No, it was really great. I, I, I think, you know, October is going to be even better. And, and there's a, a great, you know, I mean, get get in now, pre-reg and, like I said, you know, you you'll have access to a, if if you need supplies to do it, if you need a measuring board, they'll be available for you to get by pre-registering, right? Is that that the plan? Well, we're going to we're going to work out the details on yep. that. I'm going to go ahead and get the measuring boards we would like everyone to use, um that hog trough slash catchboard style where it's it's concave, the fish sits in it. I mean, the flat rulers are okay, but I, you've used both. Yeah, I've used both. It's much easier to use them, and on top of that, the um, it's easier for whoever's judging to see the numbers. I will. That's s- the biggest thing. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's the primary reason why you want, and that's like the catchboard is so great because the contrast is so high, and it's got the yep. markings up on the upper ridge. But I will say this: that measuring fish on a flat ruler is so much more difficult than having a concave sort of. Uh, catch-all really to put that fish in and just kind of sit a little bit more snug uh i don't know if you've you've seen but if over you visit the jigs and bigs uh instagram profile and look in our uh our our instagram tv section there is a great educational video of exactly (laughs) how to measure your catch and then immediately following and i i can't stress enough that you guys sit and watch this to the end but there is an amazing demonstration thank you mitch case by the way uh for capturing this on video of how not to ca- uh, measure a uh, a catch you know and i i do what i can not all heroes wear capes yep yeah, the, the, i know the uh the catch boards they're gonna be if they're not already they're um they're becoming the standard for all almost all other mm-hmm. tournament fishing cpr um events and they're affordable those, yeah those hog troughs i mean we've we've talked about the bending and and you know the ones that don't bend break so, you know, I would like to see going forward, everybody who's in our tournaments using these things for a number of reasons. I'm not sponsored or put up by catch to, to you, you know, to, to promote their products, 
but it's just a hell of a lot easier. <laughs> I mean, I, but maybe I can't we say should be. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hint, hint. There you go. A um, couple other things I want to really just touch on before we uh, wrap this up. The, uh, when we were at the picnic last night and I was talking with, with Mark and Laura and, and we were all talking about that, the fish donkey alert going off. Mark and Laura related that story where their kids now know to get out of the way in the house when a phone is in one room and a parent is in another and a donkey sounds because people come running and then the swearing starts. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. And, and with Bobby, with, with you and I having fished a little bit uh, together, actually quite a bit over the past month Yep. and with a couple other people here and there, um, especially those that have been in the tournament, it's really funny to go out with someone now and instead of just going for bass, just, you know, running through the paces and going through bass, you're like, you can hear people say, Oh, I need a crappie today, yep. but I want to get a pickerel oh, yeah. first. Cause I'm going to, you know, I know there's pickerel in here. So then all of a sudden they're throwing something that, you know, it's might be still in the, the bass lure spectrum. shall we shall we say, but might be more appealing to a pickerel or a perch or whatever. And, and it's fun to see that, man. It is, it is really fun. Um, and the other thing I want to, want to really, um, harp on honestly is is this tournament is definitely a great first step for anybody who wants to really think about competitive fishing because number one everyone involved there's various levels of of experience and fishermen involved in these um i know a lot of us have been getting together in the tournament and it's not been a cutthroat deal it's been you know well great great uh, great point um mark and i mark ward and i both went out and he taught me his methods for brown trout. And I went out and gave him a bunch of pointers on bass, you know, and we just, it's, it's been fun. It's, it's been a, um, a really a community style event. And, and I hope to see more of that going forward. Um, I have been talking to some of the people that, that I fish with that are not in the tournament. Um, you know, particularly a couple of people that, that contribute to the fishing report. And I didn't have to do too much of a sell job, but they were like, yeah, you know, we're out fishing anyways. Why not Why get not? something out of it? Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Yeah. And there was actually a few of our competitors that was out doing um, other fishing tournaments and registering fish at the same time. And, yeah. you know, we said that's yeah. totally cool. That's so, the way to like, do it. If you're because it's virtual, that's the beauty of virtual. While you're out doing something else, you see something good and you catch something good. Cool. Register it. You know, it really is. It, it, it takes it and, it and it does. It gamifies everything. You're 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 going to love it. Give it a shot. You know, it's uh, all you got to do is go out and fish the way you normally fish. You know, that's really it. And, uh, and, and you'll have fun as, as you start to get on the board, you're going to start to consider changing things up and learning. You might learn something new. You might network with people who can teach you something new. It's, I mean, it's, it's really, that's really what this is all about. Just getting people outdoors and, and, and making it happen. And Hey, it's awesome. I think, I think we're winning. We're doing something better for, uh, for the planet and for, for mankind. Yeah. And you know, shout out to Jigs and Bigs again, because one of the wonderful messages we got was that they learned so much through the podcast and the updates of the tournament about, uh, being motivated to fish more, different styles of fishing. Yeah. And that, going that was to different huge. places. You know? I was like, when, so. when you told me about that, I was just like, holy crap, man, we're having like an actual yeah. impact on people. This is really right. fantastic. Like it's, it's awesome. There was just from the last episode, Sean, when we were having that conversation with, uh, Aaron Anders from Wu, Wu Tungsten, the conversation we were having about lead in Massachusetts and other States where there's prohibition of lead at, at a certain point. Um, that conversation spawned a lot of questions. I got emails from a handful of other anglers that were like, I had no idea that that was 
the situation in, in Massachusetts or the situation in this state or that, you know, this one body of water in Washington or anything that people, they're actually getting information. So that blows my mind. <laughs> you know, I, I really am impressed by that. We Jigs and Bigs impacts fit the fishing, uh, the fishing population the way Mark Huard impacts the trout population. There That's you just go. It. Yeah. <laughs> New t-shirt design. That's got to happen. Yeah. And it's got to be, it's got to be Mark with a trout. Like it's got to be Mark with yes. a trout. And it's just got to say jigs and bigs. It won't make any sense because it's a trout, but it'll be amazing. Oh, goodness. Guys, this was really, really great. Anything you want to throw in there about the about the tournament? Any kind of feedback before we, we wrap it up? All I want to say is, um, in addition to everything else, I just want to thank all our additional sponsors because without the hard work of all of you, then we can't really make this tournament as fun as it is. You know, I could shout from the treetops how cool this is, but really takes a community to make this thing really happen. And 100%. together we're all planting trees and having fun and going – Reeling in some awesome fish. Absolutely. So thank you all for being involved. That is awesome, man. That is awesome. Sean, what about you? Any any words of wisdom or, or encouragement? I have said my piece. This this was awesome and I'm looking forward to the next one. And let's see where we let's see what direction the next one goes in and have some fun. Sounds good. Alrighty, guys, we're going to take a short break. When we get back from that break, we will be in the uh, interview portion of today's show. And uh, we've got Alaya F. from YouTube. Go subscribe to his channel now. If you want to know about uh, fly fishing, multi-species fishing, I mean, you name it. I mean, the, 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 the channel is fantastic. There's great stuff there. We'll be back after the break to talk with him, wrap things up, get out there, guys, and fish. We'll be back. Sean. 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 Hey, everybody. This is Sean the Fisherman with my weekly story. So I want to I want to talk about this story before I tell it first. I just want to let you guys all know that for all the stories I've told over the past few months, everyone laughing about all the nudity I've seen on the water. I just want to let you know I am a hypocrite. I am the biggest hypocrite of all time. There was a time I was out fishing with my my good correspondent for the fishing report, Andy, and my son, my youngest son. And we were at a lake that was stocked with trout recently. So we were there early enough in the morning. It was a mountains. We were wearing pants. And we saw a trout flopping around in the shallow water. And I said, well, I like eating trout. It's still alive. I'm going to go catch that thing and we're going to cook it. So I proceeded to strip down to my boxer briefs. Yes, Sean the Fisherman does, in fact, wear and promote boxer briefs. And I went into the water waiting with a net. I caught the trout. We threw it in the live well. I brought it home and ate it. But between then and that time... <laughs> I did not know Andy was filming me, which there is video now of me walking around in boxer briefs at a lake in the Berkshires. So that's good. And then the punchline to this whole incident, once I got on board, dried off a bit, put my pants back on, my son hooked into a bass a few minutes later. And I said, hey, let me show you how to net this. And he looked at me dead in the eye and said, dad, I am not taking my pants off to net that fish. <laughs> I'm Sean the Fisherman, a.k.a. Sean the Hypocrite. 
I hope you all have a great week and keep your pants on when you're fishing. Hey guys, it's Bobby Roastbeef. It is interview time. This is uh, probably got to be my favorite portion of the show where I get to uh, talk with somebody. And in the beef seat today, we've got uh, Alaya. You know him from YouTube. Actually, this isn't our first go around with this whole interview. As we were, <laughs> as we, I was uh, transitioning uh, in between office spaces to, to utilize for recording the podcast. Uh, our previous interview went to hell and got lost because of power outages and all kinds of craziness. So things are back and we're we're in business. And uh, Aliyah, how you doing, man? Good to have you here. I'm doing great, man. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Things are pretty good. I got uh, I just got hooked up with a, a new bait casting reel that I'm gonna do a review on. It's uh, 13 fishing awesome. concept A2. Uh, oh hell yeah! Yeah, I think I just I just spooled it up and, and took a few casts in the backyard. I'm like I kind of like this. This is gonna be kind of nice. So yeah, they have some crazy stuff. They really do. And I've I've heard the reels are fantastic. The rods I yeah. are I've heard like both positive and negative. But when it comes to rods. There's so many different options for everybody that it's like finding what's right totally. and then, you know, what you're, you know, what, what, what works best for you is it's like shoes, you know, it's different oh, yeah. for everybody, you know? So let's get down to it, man. Uh, you've been fishing for a long time. So tell me the oh, yeah. story about how that passion for you kind of came to be, how you discovered fishing and then the road sort of to the point now where you're, you're creating content, you're on YouTube, you're on Instagram and you're killing it. And also dive into how, how it was that you got to be such a diverse angler because you're really unique in that way. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think like a lot of other people, um, I got started in fishing through my father and grandfather, um, on both sides. Um, both my grandfathers were avid fishermen. My mm -hmm. grandfather on my mom's side actually hold or held for a while a, a line class state record, world record actually. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And then, uh, my grandfather on my dad's side and my great grandfather on my dad's side, um, both were huge fisherman and my dad's a huge fisherman. So I've, I've really been fishing since I was, at, I mean, as long as I can remember, honestly, yeah. I probably caught my first fish when I was like four. Um, but That's it's awesome. just always been something that has just kind of clicked and been a part of my life. Mm -hmm. um, nice. But yeah, I started watching, you know, John B, those guys on YouTube, probably late 2015. And I was like, Oh, I could, I could totally do this. And I started making fishing videos um, back then. And it's kind of changed into something where I really want to turn this into a career at this point. And that's yep. kind of the direction that I'm trying to head. Um, but yeah, I mean, social media and stuff like that is awesome and not so awesome for fishing in a lot of different ways. Yeah, but exactly. It's, it's amazing to see, uh, all the different variety of anglers. And, um, when it comes to, uh, multi-species fishing, I just, I don't know. I, I used to be a big bass guy. That's all I'd fish for. I thought that was what I was just going to do is just fish for bass. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know. I caught, I kind of made it a goal to catch a 10 pounder. And I was at that for like probably three years. And once I did catch a 10 pounder, I was kind of like, all right, what's next? Like, what am I going to go fish for next? And yep. I mean, there's just so many amazing species, especially here in Massachusetts that, uh, that you can target that it's just hard for me to stick to one. <laughs> yeah. So I find that more and more, the more I talk to people, they're like, you know, either the seasons will change or just yep. like, you know, the chase just, just changes. People are just like, Hey, I'm on, I'm on a kick for Pike now. I'm on a kick for, so totally. speaking of Pike, uh, how's your yeah. hand? How's your hand doing? Uh, it's doing all right. It's healed up a little bit. I got bit another time actually last time I was out and got a, 
pretty gnarly one. Yeah, right that's a my hand that's there. a good one, man. I saw your pics on Instagram, oh, yeah. and I was like, oh Jesus, dude, that's rough. Yeah, yeah wow. But I yeah, mean, it's not too fun. You know, and the other thing too is that you're not. I would I would not only say that that you're diverse in how you fish for what species you fish for, uh, but also I mean you're you're as avid a fly fishing angler as you are a conventional tackle angler. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and I, and you know you make your own flies and, and all that stuff. So I mean you're really well-rounded with what you're bringing to the table and like you know massachusetts new england has a lot going on as far as uh styles of bodies of water lots of different species and like when you're when you can you know you can you can sort of fish them all you know what i'm saying you can kind of get out there and do it all so that's that's pretty awesome as far as fishing goes for you do you have a uh, favorite season um yeah winter 100 percent winter really okay um yeah um Winter is just kind of that time of year where there's not a lot of people on the water, which is a huge plus for me. Definitely. Um, and fish are just a lot less pressured when it comes to trout. And then also, again, like you said, really getting into pike. And apparently that is the best time of year to fish for pike, at least um, the body of water that I fish primarily. No kidding. Um, yeah, which was kind of surprising to me because I always kind of thought of them as like a murky, warm water species. But mm-hmm. apparently they get up and active in the winter and... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just something about the winter, especially here in Massachusetts. Yep. I mean, it's, you know, the scenery is awesome, everything about it. In the winter, are you going out and now I've seen some of your videos where you're, you're fishing, you know, moving water in the winter. Um, yeah. Are you, are you sticking primarily to that or do you go out and ice fish as well? Um, I dabble. Uh, <laughs> I definitely want to get more into ice fishing this year. Yep. Um, I have a trip planned with my buddy Riley and uh, we're probably going to be going out to northern Maine and fishing for uh, lake trout through the ice. Nice. But I don't know. Yeah, um, ice fishing has, is definitely – I have mixed feelings about it. Um, it's yep. just not as, like, action-packed as open water fishing. I and agree. I would definitely – yeah. I would definitely rather be on the water um, on a river. But, you know, sonar fishing is super fun, especially if you can get on a good bite. Oh, yeah. No, totally absolutely. Totally worth it. Absolutely. I, I think this is going to be the year where I do a little bit of dabbling and ice fishing myself, assuming we can. Awesome. I mean, last last year locally to where where I am in mass, we had no safe ice anywhere. <laughs> so you oh, had to, really. Yeah, we had. I mean, there was open water for I mean, like very, very, very thin ice. So, yeah, you know, that's that's. But yeah, if you're going to northern Maine, that's where you want to be. That's where it's yeah. going to be good. You know, that's Man, it's torment. It's torment when the when the ice is just too thin to walk on but also there's ice so you can't go out there and fish absolutely the worst time of year yeah when i was bass fishing i was just felt so trapped during that time of year like what do i do it's not weird in the winter like on either end of of the early or late winter when you know i'll find that that open patch at one of my favorite spots and i'll just go and say you know let's throw a senko in there well we'll see what happens you know let's go throw a jig in that little hole real quick yeah (laughs) it never really pays off the way i want it to but i feel a little bit better for trying anyway exactly now you know winter's your favorite season is there any kind of a weather condition or anything that'll just make you say screw it i'm done um wind that yeah wind is i i won't fish in heavy wind it's just seems pointless to me um especially from fly fishing it's just brutal oh yeah um i'd have to say that's probably right on par with like being in a kayak in the wind as far as like it's just yeah. it's it's oh. more difficult than it's worth yeah it's not even worth it i would just yeah, yeah stay home do something else i'm with you um, 
Yeah, it, it gets brutal. You're just getting pushed around, especially in a kayak, like you're saying, which I actually do do a lot of fishing out of a kayak, and it's yep. just ugh, it's so insane. bad. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely some times where you can make the wind, you know, you can make the best of it, but there's there's sometimes yeah. where it's just, and if it's so windy that it's super choppy, it's not a yeah. good idea. So, yeah, once it hits that like 12 mile per hour mark, it's a yeah. no-go. <laughs> yeah, well, that's pretty significant too, man. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, as far as like the bodies of water that you prefer to fish, are you looking for current? Are you into more larger ponds and, and lakes? Or are you looking for smaller, more easier to break down uh, bodies of water? Um, so I don't really like have a boat right now, but mm-hmm. I do. I I love the idea of fishing like big reservoirs like Anoda and like all those reservoirs around yep. here. Um, but it's definitely kind of hard to get out there and find fish. Um, so I'm definitely more drawn towards like if I'm bass fishing smaller ponds yep. and, um, yeah, just smaller bodies of water in general are definitely my, uh, my go-to, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm very open to the idea of fishing, but larger bodies of water, um, I would be all the time if I had a boat, yeah. but you know, that's, that's soon to come. <laughs> yeah, that definitely is. Um, it's funny. I, I was just at Anoda and I got skunked. <laughs> really yeah it's a hard body of water it, it's it tough. is it was my first time fishing it and i was i was with uh with a guy who's been there a bunch and i mean they've got everything you could possibly want in there a few different yeah there's carp trout. in there yeah. like as a matter crazy. of fact i thought of you while we were out there we saw in just like crazy deep pockets these yeah. huge bait balls of yellow perch just probably oh, like really? two to three inches long like really really small big bait balls of them and every once in a while you'd see a smallie kind of swim through looking to eat but yeah uh, right up at the surface there were these carp just busting right at the top crazy yeah, big crazy. carp unbelievable it's, <laughs> it's so funny watching a carp jump they just come right up and then right back down <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely it's just like it, it, it's unbelievable but but i mean you know you hear it then you turn around you're like what the hell was that and then yeah it was <laughs> you know, I mean, it was crazy. So, I, it, I mean, it was a good time for sure. That's a place I need to, like, pay attention to, look at some some charts and, and totally. you know, go and actually give it a real, like, once over and, and figure it all out. Let's yeah. talk about, now, actually, for you, I'd like you to break this down to two categories. All right? Sure. Um, the question is, what's your number one confidence bait and why? But I'd like you to break it down into, what's your number one confidence bait when it comes to more typical like spinning bait casting combo and then gotcha. your go-to fly gotcha okay so when it comes to like conventional tackle yep. um for bass at least um a jig all the way yep um just what can't you do with the jig you can you know pop it you can swim it you can yeah. drag it on the bottom flip it like you can fish pretty much any type of water with a jig which yep. is just like i mean you just can't get better than a jig um, but then when it also comes to multi-species, I would definitely throw around a jerk bait because pretty much any predatory fish will eat a jerk bait. Yeah, um, that's true. pretty much any time of year, yep. uh, you know, got out midsummer and just hucked a jerk bait into the middle of a lake and caught fish. Um, but as it, uh, with flies, I would say, I know this is kind of cliche, but a woolly bugger, just because you can catch anything on a woolly bugger. I've All caught right. carp, I've caught carp, uh, bass, pike, like pretty much anything will eat a woolly bugger man no they're kidding. like the universal universal uh fly 
Yeah. Definitely. Oh, I think that's what you want in a confidence bait is you want versatility. Oh, you yeah. know, I mean, it's like this, like you say with the jig. I mean, if the woolly bugger is that versatile, it's like, you, how could you go wrong? You know? Totally. That's, exactly. That's awesome. What about, uh, now this, I, I love this question. There's a saying out yeah. there that uh, fishing tackle catches more fishermen than it catches fish. Let's say <laughs> in your entire lifetime. What do you think yeah. is like that number one, the, the absolute most ridiculous fishing tackle trend or individual lure? And uh, have you been guilty of trying it? I would definitely say some of the uh, Savage Gear lures. Those are definitely pretty out there. Um, but I think the Duck is probably the craziest one. But I also think it's the smartest one because I yeah. have seen big pike eat ducks. So for oh, pike yeah. fishing, they're amazing. Um, but I definitely think that for like the average person, you're going to go out by that and probably not going to have the most luck on it. Yep. But, you know, it's it's definitely just appealing because, yeah. like, you know, who, who doesn't want to fish with a duck? That's <laughs> pretty well, cool, right? And you always want to – there's a saying Sean the Fisherman likes about uh, – he, he, he'll, he'll say if there's – we're going to a body water, especially if it's new to him, he'll say, well, the fish here haven't seen my particular brand of bullshit. And I feel like yep. some of those trends, especially when you get on them early on, yeah, nobody's seen you throw something like that, you know, where it's yeah. like it does seem like it's – nobody's fishing that in that area. So I could definitely see where a duck – you know, but – I, at the same time, I think it also helps if there's ducks in the water, like when you're yeah. fishing it to make sense to, to make it work. But who knows? Totally. That's, that was actually the the one lure that really sort of inspired this question. Was just like, really? It, that was it. Was an iCast winner, and I'm like, why? You know, like, yeah, why? it's not. I mean, it's 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 a top water weedless bait. Like, what's so different about it? it's? I mean, essentially. Like like with a frog, a frog doesn't necessarily look like a frog to the fish. No, you know it's it's just creating something that's kind of more for us. So it was that was that bait. I was like, yeah, I gotta ask a question about ridiculous trends. They, they just came out with a snake, an articulated snake that's like this it's, long it's and it's jointed, just, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like. Have you ever seen one of those like wooden play snakes yes. that you'd have as like one of those toys? It's yep. that. It's yeah. pretty much that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, basically with a couple of treble hooks on it. There's there's Joke. there's crazy stuff out there. One of our uh, one of our guests was talking about it was Joe actually from Old Glory Outdoors was yep. talking about when uh, when he was a kid he would go to this flea market with his with his family and there was a guy who made he is he he said he probably made this stuff custom and there was a baby yeah. gator topwater what lure, a baby gator and he's like <laughs> and it kind of makes sense because you're like you know i mean you, they're in that area especially on a local yeah. level it you know it, it does definitely kind of make sense you know match yeah. that i mean you go to exactly yeah you go to florida and you'll catch bass with turtles down their throat yeah. and catch them with you know weird stuff like yeah, you'd be surprised what bass eat man oh yeah they'll eat anything yeah. they will eat anything this is a brand sure. new question What's your top yeah. three list of people you want to go fishing with? My top three list of people? Yep. Um, all right. This is going to be cliche, but one, John B. Yeah. Um, watched him forever. Uh, actually, I'm working on something where hopefully we're going to be linking up soon because he's pretty close to here now. Yeah. He's up in uh, Old Town, Maine. Yep. And uh, so hopefully we're going to be linking up with him this summer um, or this um, fall, not summer. <laughs> um but yeah, probably John B. Um, I definitely want to get out to Florida and fish with Black Tip H, just because oh, that all stuff right. looks crazy. Nice. Um, it's a good one. Uh, do these people? Do these people have to be alive? Anybody? <laughs> anybody? Anybody? Yeah. Anybody uh, at all? 
Joe Humphrey for sure. OG. Okay. Like, you know, pinnacle fly fishing. Awesome yep. guy. I knew this was going to be a tough question because it's like, I got it. Yeah. Yeah. Th- there's so many people. Um, there's actually a couple guys that I just uh, started talking to. Woozy Fishing. They're out in uh, oh, yeah. Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Uh, they've been fishing with uh, some friends of mine recently. Fishing grubs and uh, and and fishing with Becca. Oh, they've really? Done some awesome. Stuff with them. Yeah, yeah. When they 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 mean business. They get down to they it. They kill it. Yeah. yeah. I really want to try to. Yeah, I want to try to get out with them and get some uh, albies on the fly at yep. some point. Because they're, I mean, they're they're going crazy right now. Yeah. I actually just reached out to them. That's awesome. But, um, man. Yeah, I hope that works yeah. out. That'll be great for you. Definitely, I mean, oh, you know who's a big one? Who's uh, do you know Uncut Angling, Aaron Weeb? You know, I'm not super familiar. I've seen the name pop up though. <laughs> that guy is insane. I'll they're in northern out. Manitoba. Okay. Yeah, they make just they're multi-species, just like trophy fish left and right. Oh, really? Um, Oh yeah, like the biggest fish, and they're just out there catching small, like five pound smallmouth, and being like, ah, it's not that big. Like that's awesome. That yeah, those guys are crazy. I definitely really want to link up with them at some point. Nice. Um, but yeah, Aaron Weeb, and then there's um, I forget what is um, Jay Simmons. That's the other guy. He's yep. uh, his cameraman, but he's also a huge uh, fly fisherman. Oh yeah, that's awesome, just, man. So so awesome yeah but those would probably be my i don't know if that was four or five but those would be my top that's that's your go-to list oh yeah i like that that's good that's that that that's really good i like that a lot um (laughs) now as far as uh fishing goes for you like you said you're you're gonna make it uh a career like you're moving in this direction for a career what's your goal where do you where do you want to see yourself with fishing and say the next five years to the next 10 Um, well, I've been, so I've definitely been thinking about that a lot and I definitely am, uh, just trying to pursue YouTube and just building a huge community off of that. And then starting some kind of business. I don't know if it's going to be just merch or if I'm going to actually come out with some other product. I'm not that far yet. I'm just kind of focused on building that community. Um, but yeah, definitely making, you know, social media, um, videos stuff like that just because i mean it's so lucrative and there's really no reason not to and you know i already have all everything set up to be able to make money off of the videos directly yep so that's kind of the direction i'm going i'm just trying to upload as frequently as possible and just get my name out there pretty much that's the name of the game Um, oh yeah yeah just consistency man that's everything you just got to be really consistent we just had Aaron Anders, the uh, CEO from Wu Tungsten, on, and he, oh, really? He was talking about how that's really sort of like the business plan that Wu brought into into play was get out there and start a community. There, they had yeah. they had their own needs as anglers for uh, different types of terminal tackle, and they wanted to develop stuff that that worked, you know the way that they wanted to and, and up to a certain certain level. But the idea was even before they launched, they just started this community of of building people who were just kind of into that idea of what they were doing. So that way when they went live, the foundation was laid. Exactly. That's exactly, exactly. it. That's, that's, like, that's like kind of uh, business 101 and oh, yeah. in, in the, you know, 2020s, you know, that's really how, oh, how it yeah. just works now. It's like you, you need a foundation and, a, and, a, and a, an audience before you start moving. If you're going to create a brand or anything, you've got to sort of get out there and start building that. It's so important. You know, absolutely. Cause you can always perfect your stuff. You can put some stuff out and then reinvent yourself oh, yeah. as you go. So now, yeah, that, you can't be, awesome. you can't be a perfectionist. That's like yeah. the main thing is you just gotta, you gotta get yourself out there, build that community. And like the thing that people don't realize too, is that like, 
you know, you look at John B or any of those guys. For example, my my buddy uh, Brenton, he's fanatic on YouTube. He makes not fishing videos now. He makes like animal videos and stuff like yep. that. But he's at like five hundred thousand subs right now, and you know, making over seven hundred thousand dollars a year, which That's is just killer. Insane. That's yeah. awesome. And I mean, you get that community, and you have that community, and then whatever you're selling, you know, yeah, it it begins the, to the, kind of sell itself. Really? Exactly. You know, it, it and I really mean, does. Yeah, you, I mean, you know, you, you get 50 people to buy a $20 shirt and you got a good hunk of money right there. Yep. Like, it's, it's honestly, it reminds me a lot of like crowdfunding almost. Like, you're getting yeah. a ton of people to like, yeah, it, there's just so many ways to make money on the internet nowadays yep. that I, I figured, you know, I grew up with this. I got this. I can definitely, oh, definitely. make a living out of this. Definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, Really, my goal. Hopefully, in the next five, ten years, I'll just be fishing, filming, sharing my adventures. Yep, um, it's pretty much what I want to do in life, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, have you traveled anywhere specifically to fish in the past? Oh yeah, yeah. So um, I think two years ago, I went to Texas to meet up with Fanatic, and I fished the uh, Mystery Tackle Box. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Tournament in, on uh, Ladybird Lake, and mm-hmm. I got to meet a bunch of other YouTubers. And uh, I've also gone to uh, Tennessee, Arkansas, um, Wyoming, and then I think that's about it now. Nice. I mean, obviously, I'll go to like Rhode Island, out of state around here. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I'm hopefully going to be doing a road trip to Colorado pretty soon to go for trout and stuff like that. But there's definitely going to be some some uh, traveling going on very soon. I'm also going to be going – uh, my grandfather actually just passed, but he uh, oh. he – has a uh, pr- he has property in Jamaica. He has two um, cottages that he built himself. So we're going to be going out there, and I'm going to be hopefully trying to catch some marlin on the fly and doing some crazy stuff out there. So marlin definitely going to be on the fly. Yeah. Wow, yep. man! Oh my god! Yeah, I didn't even know that was the a goal. thing. Oh yeah! yeah. Holy cow! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's going to be hopefully going to be pretty crazy. That um, is awesome. That oh, is yeah. freaking crazy, man. No, that is, yeah, you know, it's funny. When I ask that question, you know, there's, 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 you know, the obvious, uh, you know, any, anybody who has fished like tournaments or things like that, you know, kind yeah. of done some traveling to fish. Um, do you do any tournament angling? Do I do any what? Any tournament fishing at all? Um, I don't. I used to be really into that. I would do all like the youth tournaments around here, the Connecticut yep. River turn- bass tournaments near the Oxbow and stuff like that. I used to be really into that. Um, that's not really my thing anymore. Yeah. Um, just, I don't know, not my cup of tea necessarily. Yeah. I'm, I hear you, but, um, I would definitely be interested in doing it. If somebody was like, Hey, do you want to, you know, come be my spotter, whatever my, yep. um, secondhand man, I'd totally go out with them, but I don't really pursue that right now. I hear you. Um, That's the beauty I love about this sport. It's like, there's a million different takes on reasons why you do it some people really like to get competitive with it other people you know and there's varying levels that you can you know take it in either direction which is absolutely fantastic you know um it's amazing yeah it it is funny though when it comes to traveling like a lot of people are just like yeah i kind of have this you know so the next question plays into it is there like a bucket list spot that you want to fish that you haven't yet oh yeah oh Um, yeah all right oh yeah so I don't know if you've ever seen this, but there's these um, farming canals in New Zealand where they pretty much it's just this like 
crystal clear water that's yep. just super high in insects and stuff because it's just being pumped out through these farms and it's super clean like wicked wicked cold year-round water mm-hmm. and like the average trout in there is like 20 pounds like just absolute mutants of fish really? just like yeah oh yeah people pull like freaking 30 40 pound trout out of their daily just mutants of fish yeah it, it is crazy you should uh when you have the time look up keeping it woof on instagram all right they post they post a lot of canal fishing content and it's just like insane like you don't even think it's real it just looks impossible but that's definitely my number one bucket list spot just hands down yeah no that Um, that sounds like it like you probably can't find something on the planet that's like that necessarily where there's that level of you know food available for the fish to just gorge on constantly that's got to be insane yeah it's amazing it's something else for sure new zealand isn't a bad place to go (laughs) it's really not a bad area it's kind of beautiful you know it's amazing. My mom actually almost moved there when I was really young because they have like free universal health care and they apparently have really good politics there. Um, but I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, I would love to fish there at some point. Hopefully when everything opens back up, I'll be able to make it over there. But absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So let's let's get down to because I'm not 100 percent sure how to relate this to fly fishing. So let's go like conventional, sure. right? You're going yeah. out for a day of fishing. What's your typical rod and reel arsenal for that day? Like what you're going out for? If, if whether it's bank uh, on the bank or in the kayak, what are you taking with you? Totally. So I mean, hands down, I always need to have a spinning rod and a casting rod with me. Yep. Just you know, obviously. Um, but really what it is to me is I'll just need one. I like having like a medium heavy seven foot, just kind of all around for my rods, if not longer than that casting wise. Mm -hmm. Um, but I like to have something with 12 to 15 pound fluorocarbon so I can handle, you know, jigs and then also jerk baits, moving baits. Yep. Um, and then also, of course, I need to have a braid rod, uh, just in case I'm throwing frogs, top waters, or if I just want fishing some heavier cover. And then um, I like to rock with a medium light seven foot. Um, personally, I use a St. Croix. Um, what is I forget the exact name of it, but it's one of their bass rods. Yep. And uh, usually I'll rock like 10, 15 pound braid, depending on, depending on where I'm going. Uh-huh. Um, but that's pretty much what I'll, is like the base level, what I kind of always need to have on me, just so I have that option available to throw literally anything um but yeah i i used to be really into keeping like six seven rods on me but it's just a little bit too much uh now <laughs> yeah for for me the limit is five i if i yeah. especially if i'm on the bank i i would like to keep it more like three uh so i'll yeah. sort of you know plan ahead and say so this is what i'm gonna bring and this is what we're gonna go with and if i don't know the body of water i'll take even more um, totally. You know, so that I'm ready. But, you know, you try to go out with the most information. Now, what about when you're going out fly fishing? What are you typically carrying with you? Um, so fly fishing, I like to kind of try to be a little bit more mobile. So yep. max I'll bring is like on my person is two rods. Um, I'll usually bring a seven foot, 11 foot, or I mean, sorry, seven weight, 11 foot gotcha. um, for like bigger streamers, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also usually will carry, I mean, personally I have like, a really high, like heavy rod, and then I have a really light rod. Yeah. So I'll usually carry my two weight. Um, this is at least for trout. I'll carry my two weight and then my seven weight with me, so I can throw streamers, and then I can also throw, you know, nymphs, um, dry flies, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, 
but yeah, I, I'll usually keep, I keep like, <sighs> I keep like 10 rods in my car. Usually, um, just have, I have like a one weight for every rod. Um, yeah. and I, you know, and the nice thing about fly rods is you can keep them in tubes. So, you know, you're not having a bunch of a huge mess in the back of your car and your they truck, travel so. well yeah i've heard that exactly yeah no yeah that, that makes sense that makes sense it makes a whole lot of sense um aside, oh, yeah. aside from like you know going out and fishing or buying gear or anything like that how is fishing made itself a part of your life um like you know some some of us go and we've got like fishing tattoos or that you know it's as easy as like we've yeah. always got pockets full of soft plastics or something like yeah. that <laughs> You know, um, how has it kind of ingrained itself in, in your life? Um, I mean, it's like my purpose, honestly. I was yep. put here to fish. <laughs> like, yeah. everyone that knows me knows, like, oh, that's that kid that fishes. Um, and, like, I'll have people come up to me when I'm fishing on the river, whether that be the Deerfield or Connecticut, being like, oh, hey, do you make YouTube videos? I watch your videos, blah, blah, blah. Yep. Um, I mean, it's just everywhere, everywhere I go. Every, everything I'm thinking about, always fishing. I mean, that's just all it is. That's kind of everything I wake up, I'm thinking, what am I going to do today relating to either YouTube or fishing? Yep. It's, again, just my purpose in life. There, I would be doing nothing without fishing. Yeah, fishing um, is yeah. like breathing, you know? It just, it's something oh, yeah. something you do, something you need to do. Absolutely. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, I get get withdrawals <laughs> oh yeah no that's super common <laughs> super common let's talk about your so let's say a hypothetical situation you're going out to an unknown yeah. body of water okay you don't yeah. know uh what is out there but you do know that it's got a little bit of everything you know it's got some pads yeah. but you know the water it's it's maybe dirty in some areas a little bit clear in some it's a it's 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 really well rounded, but you can only bring one rod and one reel, and it doesn't have to be from your collection. So let's say like you go in with whomever's credit card, and you know you're in Bass Pro or Cabela's or gotcha. something, and you can build it, build that rod. Like how would you, what what rod and reel combo, and then what would you spool on it? Ooh, all right, that's a good one. Um, I would go with first off for the reel. Um, just gonna go bougie with it. Definitely a Shimano go Antares for it. Dish. Shimano Antares DC, which I actually have a Shimano Antares, but it's not the DC version. Yep. But definitely that reel, such a sick reel. I've got to use it before. They're just awesome. Yeah. Um, that, and then I would also probably pick up a G Loomis GLX, um, I would say 7.6 medium heavy. Mm -hmm. um, just, you know, I, I personally like to go on a little bit of the heavier sides of things and yep. also a little bit longer just so you have that castability and definitely. control. Um, and then line, uh, I would definitely go with, I would say 40 pound power pro. Um, and then also, you know, keep some leader line with me just in case, but yep. definitely that. And then, uh, bait wise chatter bait, you know, best search bait out there, honestly, in my it's, opinion, just, it's great all around. It really yeah, is. Mick, yeah, awesome. Spinnerbait jig. Like, yep. <laughs> it's so awesome. Yeah, it's like the perfect hybrid. It, 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 re it really is. There's so much you can do with a chatterbait. It's, it's, it's funny. I feel For like sure. I don't fish them enough. And I'm like, yeah. I should really always have a chatterbait tied on. Why am I not doing 100%. this? 100%. You know, it's... Totally. I, I don't know. It's 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 crazy. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good, man. Sure. Now, I, I what I need from you is two stories. I need one sure. of like epic proportions, like the moment where you're just most proud of when you were fishing on the water. Could be your PB. Sure. Maybe it's not. It doesn't matter. It could be anything. Whatever you're most proud of. 
And gotcha. then the other story has to be the polar opposite. The biggest epic fail that's happened to you <laughs> out on the water. Like what was the, where you heard the trumpet, the wah, 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 in the background like that. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, I think one of my favorite fishing stories was one of the first ones actually from when I was, um, I think I was around six Yep. and actually I have, a, I have a picture of this, but me and my dad were fishing, uh, for sunfish and I had one of those little Zebco rods and we were fishing a uh, lake, Lake Wyola actually right near the house that I was born in. Nice. Um, and I caught that a, area. what's that? My wife's right from that area. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. I was born and raised in Shootsbury. Yeah. Oh, all right. Awesome area. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was fishing there. I, I hooked the little sunfish and out of nowhere, a huge bass came out and, uh, ate the sunfish and I hooked it and I fought it for, you know, a couple minutes, yep. broke my rod, broke my line oh. out of there. Um, now in this body of water, there's a little feeder Creek that goes right into it and we're fishing right at that Creek. And, um, the, we got the bass pretty close to us as well. So we got a good look at it and, you know, my dad was freaking out. And the one thing that we noticed about it was it was missing an eye. Um, it just had one of the fog over eyes and that was like the All one right. distinctive thing I remember. Um, so the next day we come back with a bucket full of live sunfish and a big like ocean rod. Cause I, I, don't, I don't know. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. 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 Um, and I threw it out there and lo and behold, we hooked the exact same fish in the same spot on a live sunfish and we caught it that time. And that was just like, that's huge. That's like, that was my first fishing story. Yeah. Like that was and and the fish was, I think it was seven pounds, 14 ounces. No, really? It was the same size as me at the time. Actually, yeah. I actually, I'll send you a picture after this. It's yeah. Kind of blurry, but I'm just holding it like with two hands. Just, that's awesome. That was, a story I'll always remember and I'll always tell for sure. If you want, I can use that picture for the artwork for the uh, for the podcast episode. If, if, yeah, if that yeah, works absolutely. with you, that is awesome, man. That's huge. Like yeah. I've I've heard you know where you're like, oh, I wonder if this is the same fish, and it like it a hundred percent can be for sure. Oh That's yeah, totally possible. Oh, yeah. That's awesome though that you were able to even see th- that detail to kind of mark right. it. Because imagine had that not been the case, you might be like. Who knows, you know, but you see yeah. that oh, sometimes yeah. where people have a sunfish on or, or, or any fish like this happens with saltwater fishing all the time. And oh, some yeah. giant predator will just come and snack, snatch it right off the off the hook. That's it's amazing. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, it happens. It actually happens a lot over in the Swift River. Yeah. Uh, when you're when you hook a small brook trout or something, a big brown trout will come out and eat brook trout. Just no kidding. Out of nowhere. Yeah, it's it's pretty intense. It's crazy. You know, it, it's funny about the Swift. I see. I grew up in Belchertown. And I, oh, really? yeah, I, I, I grew up fishing the Swift. I love the Swift. It's, it's just absolutely wonderful. I have yeah. had terrible luck at the Swift <laughs> River. Terrible. Um, primarily, I, I know that it, it definitely helps if you fly fish for sure. Oh yeah. Um, you oh, just yeah. have so much more of it that you can access. Uh, totally. But I, you know, since I got the kayak, I've been meaning there's a spot a little bit closer toward like the Palmer line where yep. there's some spots where there's some great smallmouth that I'm dying to get down there and fish. Oh, yeah. And I mean, you yeah. know, super clear, super cold. It's just great. It's an amazing body of water. It's definitely tough right now with yeah. the amount of pressure that I get and people on it. Oh, yeah. But I mean, 
you know, you get out there, especially if you're fly fishing, if you, as long as you put something that the fish haven't seen before in front of them, they'll eat it. They will, like, they'll go for it. And in the yeah, fall, they'll go for it. they get so, those brookies get so aggressive. I was oh, throwing, yeah. I think I was throwing a Ned rig actually on a seven foot really? medium spinning combo just because I was over at Peppermill Pond having no luck at all. And I was like, yep. you know, I'm going to take a walk down by the Swift. I mean, the, the you know, the, 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 uh, uh, the foliage and stuff was starting to die down, so I was like, I can kind of access a little bit more from the bank. Let's go for it. And I just flipped this little Ned rig, and it was the hook was just too big for it to yeah. for. But I mean, it was just getting hammered by these brookies. Unbelievable, yeah, crazy. Like, this is crazy, man. On a yeah, unbelievable. <laughs> oh, yeah. So let's get okay. So what about wow. the epic fail? Oh yeah, Where are I'm, we on this? Oh man, I got a lot of them, yeah. but uh, I think. Probably one of the worst moments I've had was, uh, I think I was 14 and I had just gotten a new camera. It was a Sony or no, it was a a Canon 70D, like my dream camera. I was so happy. I was so pumped. All my favorite YouTubers used it. Like this was the freaking camera to use back then. Um, and I had been, you know, shooting around with it for a couple of days. And this is actually a video on my channel of this happening. Oh, but man. I had it set up. I had a boat. And this is one back when I had a John boat. I had it set up very precariously in the back on a tripod. Um, and I wasn't used to using a, like, heavier camera like this. Mm-hmm. And I set the hook on a fish. And the boat tilted ever so slightly. And the camera, I just saw it happen in slow oh, yeah. motion. Just and that it sucks. sucks because it caught on the side and then the the freaking tripod broke and the camera came off went right down to the bottom of the lake oh and my that was God. that was probably the most like one of the most discouraging moments and then after that too i've had i've broken four four cameras after that actually while fishing wow um yeah and it's just been a freaking money pit <laughs> i mean you know i broke i've, I've yeah. always assumed that especially when you're bringing out like it's one thing if you're bringing just going out with you know gopros or action cams and you're yeah you're doing that stuff like that's built a little bit differently but when you see people that are going out with like dslrs and they're shooting yep. like these amazing photos and i get it i get the the reason why they're going for it but you see people yeah. out there doing this and then you're just like how, how how many times have you gone through those or had to you know you know use the extended warranty plan or something along those lines? It's it's crazy. I have I have a shelf in my room that has a line of cameras that yep. are just completely it's it's brutal. Yeah. I went through I went through a Sony after that I got a Sony A sixty five hundred broke that fell in the Swift. After that I got a Sony A seven S Mark one broke that in the Swift. Jeez. After that, I got a Sony A7S Mark II. That time, I left it on top of my car when no. I was in a rush oh. to go fishing. Yeah. And, and I pull out fishing? and I just, I wasn't even fishing. <laughs> and I pull out of my driveway and I like look behind and just see it tumble off. And that camera is still okay, surprisingly. Oh, that's it, good. It didn't break. That's yeah, the only for thing. That camera. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, really I had. Does. After that, I, I learned my lesson a little bit, and I had a cage on it. I had, like, a steel cage yep. uh, around the camera that protected it. And I also I broke, like, a $300 microphone when that happened as well. So definitely had some brutal uh, brutal spills. And that's definitely why, um, in the past, I haven't been as consistent with YouTube, because I would break a camera, and that would just be the biggest discouragement. Yep. 
Like, yeah, you break so a brutal. camera, then you're just like, how am I going to do this to the level yeah, of where now? I was? You know, it's going to take yeah. you time to kind of get things back up and running. It is. It's, it's crazy. I, I hear I mean, anytime, if you're doing YouTube or, or, or really any kind of content creation where you're out in the elements, there is yeah. so much risk out there. I will tell you, I'm waiting for this camera to take off with the YouTube like circle. Uh, it's called yeah. the Insta360. Have you ever seen this thing? I have. I know exactly what you're talking about. Dude, yep. it is amazing. I mean, it yeah. is amazing. It records 360 degrees, and you can edit the the points of interest as you. Yep. I mean, oh yeah, like unbelievable. Yes. I'm considering getting so cool. one or two for the podcast as we start to yeah. do more out there. Yeah, I just I think it could be really really cool. Um, Absolutely, we're gonna start doing some tournament events shortly. Like once we get awesome. some stuff lined up, just mainly as ways to kind of engage listeners. That's the whole idea is like just to do stuff like this, and then also we've we just started a Patreon. On, so we've got bonus content awesome. going over there and there's all kinds of stuff that we want to do man Elia, this was great Sweet. this was really yeah, really man. good man thank you very much for doing this uh take this Absolutely. opportunity and uh pr- let people know where they can find your content where they should follow you what you have coming up if there's anything special down the road that uh that you want to tease a little bit this is your moment Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I make, you know, YouTube videos almost every day now. I'm really trying to push it out there. Um, You can find my channel over at just search Alaya F on YouTube, E-L-I-A-A-H-F. And uh, you'll find me there. My Instagram handle is the exact same, uh, Alaya F. And yeah, I'm hopefully going to have some awesome trips coming up soon. Again, like I said earlier, we're going to be going to Jamaica pretty soon, which is going to be a... I don't even know what to expect, but I'm assuming it's going to be pretty crazy. Um, And yeah, we're just going to be really grinding it out this year. I'm going to be uploading hopefully every other day. That's kind of my goal right now. That's huge. And uh, yeah, it's going to be crazy. I'm going to be having some content going up on the Mystery Tackle Box channel as well pretty soon too. I'm going to have some like tips and tricks videos, stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it should be crazy, but Hopefully, me and uh, Bobby here can get out and fish pretty soon. Yeah, um, let's do that. I'm, let's schedule something. Make it happen. Absolutely. Yeah, um, I'm hopefully going to be able to get get a uh, boat pretty soon as well, too. So nice. that will definitely open it up. Yeah, for but sure, it, man. It's going to be a crazy year, man. Definitely going to be a crazy year. Yeah, I think it's going to be it's going to be uh, it's going to be a good one. Next next year, it, I'm I'm really looking forward to getting out there and doing. Like I said, I'm going to dabble with some ice fishing, and uh, who knows what's going to happen? Absolutely. Who knows yeah. what's going to happen? Things are really Seriously. blowing up, man. Cool. Well, that is awesome, Elia. Thanks so much for doing this, buddy. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Awesome, man. man. I'm loving the podcast. Keep cool, doing man. what you're doing, man. I'm glad. I'm glad you dig it. Sounds good, man. All right, dude. Take care. Alrighty, guys, another amazing show in the can for you. We have uh, this this whole month has been absolutely out of this world. I mean, we have the Chronic Trip stuff, which is fantastic on its own and really fun and engaging. We've also had uh, a lot of growth this month over at our Instagram, and a lot of that comes directly from the giveaway that we ran uh, a couple weeks ago, as a matter of fact. And and it was it was great. It was really great to see people you know uh, following the page and and sticking with it, which was absolutely fantastic. So with all that being said, we do have plans for future giveaways uh, with a lot more regularity than, um, than, than you know, we had maybe initially thought. This will be something that's happening. I'm, I'm talking with uh, Joe over at our amazing sponsor, Old Glory Outdoors. Remember, Jigs and Bigs uh, pr- promo code at checkout. Save yourself some cash while you're gearing up. 
So, you know, the, we're, it's going to be an amazing fall. Let's just, we're going to start with that. But there is also a lot of irons in the fire for great stuff that's going to be coming to you guys. Remember, check out the Patreon page. Uh, sign up right now. You can lock in a membership at uh, $5 a month for your subscription. And that's an early adopter plan. After those 100 slots are, are lined up, that price is going to double. So go ahead and get in get in early. Lock it in for life. You're good to go. And uh, we'll have some bonus content popping up over there very, very shortly. Some educational stuff, a whole lot of extra entertainment. Uh, who knows where this is going to go? We're, we're going to be doing a lot of stuff with uh, React things and, uh, and, and you know, uh, talking with, with uh, collabs. And, and ha- we're going to have folks hacking our podcast, which kind of has me a little concerned but also anxious to see what comes of it so it's going to be really fantastic uh thanks everybody i've, I've said it before and i will 100 say it again jigs and bigs listeners are, are jig heads you guys are the best in the world 100 you guys i we, we couldn't do it without you thanks so much for all the feedback over at apple Podcasts and all the other platforms where we are appreciate you guys more than you know have a great one and like i say all the time tight lines <laughs>